For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome with Shane Told. That's me. I'm Shane Told. I host this thing each and every week as I bring you the hard-hitting content, conversations that I have with other lead singers. We have... An excellent, excellent episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Let me tell you, I am feeling much better this week than last week, and I even made my Monday deadline. I like this Monday thing. It's a good way to start the week, right? It's what I used to do it. It's how I started originally. Mondays were my day, so we're back. Mondays, Tuesdays, we got the live thing every 3 p.m. on Twitch. Don't miss it, okay? I know I'm harping on y'all lately, but make sure you follow me on Twitch. The link is twitch.tv slash Shane Told, doing all kinds of stuff on there. Tuesdays, a live podcast. In fact, tomorrow, if you're catching this right on time, May 4th, I got Matt from Citizen coming on to chat with me. Very excited to pick his brain. Big fan of those guys. And every Wednesday, me and Mike Howell, we talk about all the new releases on the new noise. That's Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But this week, right now, coming into your ear holes momentarily, my conversation with Sky Sweetnam of Canadian rock band Sumo Psycho. And if you're Canadian you and you're over the age of, let's say, 30, you probably remember Sky Sweetnam from her teenage pop years when she was all over much music, touring with Britney Spears. We talk about all that and her super hands-on 
metal career that she's having right now with Sumo Psycho, who are releasing their label debut. It's their third album, but first on a label. Very cool. Very interesting. And you're going to love this conversation. She's awesome. Super awesome. Before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that you can always get in touch with me. You can send me an email. I read them all. Lead Singer Syndrome at gmail.com. I also want to make sure you know about the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. If you want to pledge at least $6 a month, that's what keeps this thing going and growing and the lights on and all that good stuff. So check that out as well over at leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And of course, you get all kinds of perks, bonus episodes and access to a great community and merchandise and more. So it really is the place you want to be if you're a fan of this show. And I want to give a shout out as always to all my sinners worldwide. I also want to take a quick second to thank some of our sponsors we have on board now, BetterHelp, an amazing resource for your own mental health. If you're interested in one-on-one counseling and therapy, be sure to check it out. Rockabilia.com, our good friends. Use promo code SHANE for 10% off their already low prices on band merch. And Manscaped, they're back. They got the all-new Lawnmower 4.0 they just sent me. I'll be talking a lot about that, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to some other people that helped me do my thing. Anyway, let's go. Let's do this one. Let's get into it. And my conversation with Sky Sweetnam of Sumo Psycho. Why is it so damn hard to see? You got me so high, well, I cannot breathe. Give me vertigo, vertigo. I got vertigo, vertigo. This time I'll set myself free. No, you won't get the best of me. Give me vertigo, vertigo. We did it. We're here. Yeah, this is great. Welcome. I've been excited for this, Shane. Thanks for having me today. Have you really been? You don't have to lie. No, I was. I was like, (laughs) you're so close to home. And it's like fellow Canadian. I was like, probably know a lot of mutual people. I was like, it's it's cool to finally connect because obviously I've known about you and your band for a long time. So yeah, I was excited. Thank you so much. I I will say this. um, It's funny, you know, in my research, I was looking up, you know, stuff about you and everything and i noticed that we were nominated for juno's the same year in 2006 <laughs> for oh you, you for best new artist and mm-hmm. my band for best new group and we both lost oh i lost <laughs> to the guy that sang i don't even remember his name but he's like do you and you had a bad day you yep. blah, i'm like well yep. i had my bad day thank you very much <laughs> take that word for me thank you i i saw that <laughs> I saw that too. That's funny because because I yeah I went down a little bit of, of a weird Juno rabbit hole there uh, this morning actually, and I was like, it's like Daniel Powder, and I was like, yeah, I have never heard of this guy, but obviously I know this, I know this song, and there it is. Somebody somebody yeah. else knows, but uh, and I know I never never knew the guy, never heard of him again, and I looked at you know everything he had done, and it seems like not too much since then, but. <laughs> I think they I think they say that that winning those awards those like early early in your career 
you know, best new whatever is like the kiss of death. Oh, well, then thank so. goodness we didn't win. Right. Well, we, we lost to uh, Bedouin <laughs> Sound Clash who had, right. the, you know, when the night. Of course. Yeah. I remember it's that. A, yeah. Pretty good song. Pretty good band, too. But yeah, I don't know if they're still together. I haven't heard about uh, them. I think time. I think the lead singer went solo for a while, but I haven't heard of Bedwin for a while. Yeah. 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 yeah he did. No, this is great. No, I mean, I shit, I've known about you like since fuck, since you were a little kid that literally, <laughs> which True, is kind of yeah. crazy. And here you are now. And and congratulations on this new album, which is coming Thank out you. May 7th in initiation. Um, this is a banger. I, I just listened to the whole thing. I I um I was like, did they send me the album? And it was in like some weird junk folder. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I have it. Nice. So I just I just rocked out to it this morning and it's it's really awesome. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. So yeah. tell me, tell me about this one. I mean, the, the biggest change from, you know, from, in my eyes, isn't so much like the music, obviously the, the music is as better as best it's ever been. But the fact that this is the first album you've done, not independently. Right. Yeah. With this project. Yeah. So yeah, Napalm approached us. Uh, we were on tour in 2019 with Ginger, which is one of yeah. their heavy yeah. hitters over there. And, uh, you know, uh, Sumo Psycho opening for Ginger, you know, they came out to see the show and they're like, well, if Sumo Psycho can pull it off, you know, win over a Ginger crowd, you know, we might give them a chance. So uh, I think when they saw, you know, the merch lines and we were able to get the the crowd going i think they're like okay i think we could buy into these guys so from there yeah we um decided that it would kind of be a good way to maybe expose ourselves to a new audience um which has proved to be correct because right. we are we are casting a bit of a wider net which is a very interesting experience with the last few videos coming out on napalm records youtube channel i think a few people are a little taken aback by uh by sumo psycho on that label which is kind of cool i like being the the kind of the the black sheep or the the different one a little bit so yeah it's we decided to to take a chance with napalm get out to some new people and see how it goes yeah no it's it's it actually surprised me because i just assumed that sumo psycho would have been on you know some label i, I don't know because you guys have really had a, a good amount of you know eyeballs on you and i've seen all the tours that you've gotten and and headlining shows you've done it all that stuff it's been really great so it's kind of like that i guess you get to that weird place where you're like okay everything's going fine and we're mm -hmm. able to own the right star music and probably make a living actually whereas if you were at the same success on a label maybe you would have a lot more trouble doing that mm -hmm. i know you know all this uh but that's a tough decision to make isn't it yeah, it's true. I'm a complete control freak. And I think you probably can relate to like the hustle of like when you like are really passionate about what you do, you want to know every single aspect about how everything works. And, you know, I run our merch store from our house. I, right. you know, I've done pretty much what a label does for the past two, two records. And um, so it's tough to kind of be like, okay, we're handing some stuff over to other people. Like hope, hopefully they, they take it on just as, with as much care and love as I would. Um, so it is a tough decision, but I think that, you know, we're, we were in a place, you know, where we're always investing in ourselves and, yeah. uh, you know, it, and in order to grow as a band, in order to keep, 
keep moving. You need more people to enter our world, enter the the single cycle fold, and and we're like, okay, what are our strategies here to reach more people? And um, and for us, it was like, okay, one of the options here is to get some more partners involved that have an audience that is is willing and wanting to listen to to heavy music. And you know, Napalm felt like it really fit the bill for something that we could kind of just get out there, get in front of more eyes. So, uh, but yeah, it is a tough decision, but luckily we do have a, a pretty good deal with them and, you know, we're cool. going to see how it goes. We're not locked in for like our entire foreseeable future. So obviously if they do an awesome job, we do an awesome job. We'll keep working together, but that's, uh, you know, that's the way we we're kind of thinking about it is yeah. just trying to expose ourselves to more people. No, I mean, well, well, Natalie over at Napalm reached out to me a while back and she's one of the best pub publicists that there is. She's like, awesome. As as yeah. sure, she's super awesome. So I think you're in good hands, you know, on that side of things. And and that's kind of one of the reasons you signed to a label, right? Like, obviously, mm -hmm. you don't need help anymore getting your CDs into fucking stores. Like, that's not a thing. Um, right. <laughs> you know, you just uh, anyone can upload their music to Spotify and Apple Music and all that. It's it's all those, you know, uh, we used to call them little things. Now they're mm -hmm. big things, right? Uh, the, the promotional side. So yeah, this, this yeah. is, uh, this is really, really exciting. I, I'm excited for, you know, to see kind of what that next level is. Um, yeah. and then of course, like it's cool. Cause everyone will find out about you guys now, and then they'll, you'll still have your old records that you own and you know, mm -hmm. you'll still have that. Yeah. Yeah. Huge benefit. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's good. I mean, like, unfortunately, obviously the pandemic kind of crushed a little bit of our, our hopes and dreams. Obviously we were, we were kind of hoping like, Oh my gosh, Napalm has such a great roster of bands. We'd love to go out with some of these guys on tour, that kind of thing. So that kind of sucks on that side. But you know, one of the things that Sumo Psycho pride ourselves in is our music videos. We're very hands-on with that. And Napalm has an amazing, you know, YouTube channel with, with, you know, tons of, of videos and, and eyes constantly on them there. So, um, you know, our videos are what we're really focused on in, in this release, especially. So we've been kind of busting our butts and, and trying to get as many of, of music videos done for as many songs as possible. So I think we're already yeah. on number six on the album. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I only saw the one. Is there only one, one video released so far? No. So we've got um, two we released in 2018 for this record. So oh, it's a little okay. bit of a story. Oh, okay, so that, that makes sense then. Yeah. In 2018, we uh, were going ahead with independently releasing. We started a crowdfunding campaign and released two singles, Love You Wrong and Run With The Giants. And then uh, during the course of 2019, things just got really busy with touring. We didn't have as much time to work on the record. And then Napalm kind of was whispering in our ear and we ended up kind of going that route. So we re kind of adjusted our release plan, didn't put any music out uh in uh, 2020 with the pandemic and whatnot and reworked the record a little bit and wrote some new songs and then came back uh and uh bystander was our first video that we dropped yeah. in february yep. and then we put out uh no surrender vertigo most recently and we have another one coming out right before record release um and then yeah and then a couple more planned down the line but yeah we're wow. working working on that <laughs> no that's that's really that's really cool i don't know how i missed that one i i tell you i do i do my homework i don't know how i missed uh that side it's of all good well you have stuff and, to look forward to then and well yeah and one of your fans here in in the chat is saying eight of their music videos linked together to make a story that is super cool and and i think i remember this band i'm sure you remember them too this band canadian band called rusty 
Do no, you remember this I don't band? Remember oh, you don't? Okay. No. They were kind of like in the like a 90s sort of like alt rock band, but they were a little bit better than a lot of the 90s Canadian alt rock bands. But I remember they had this one video and I'm, I was probably like 16 or 17 when this mm -hmm. came out. So yeah, you, I'm 40. So, uh, you know, and I remember they had this one video where like a car pulled up, they looked out the window and like something was happening. And then their next video, that was like the video. Right. And then a car yeah. pulled up in the other video. And I was just like, my 16 year old mind <laughs> was like blown. And I was yeah. like, that's so cool. And I just always thought to myself, why don't bands do that all the time? It's obviously I, like you want your fan base to grow with you. Okay, mm -hmm. we have a new album. Listen to the next album. It's like we have a video. Watch the next video. Doesn't that just yeah. make sense to do? It does. I, I am so overly obsessed with trying to make everything in our world connect that the rest of my band gets so annoyed with me because I can't <laughs> I can't come up with a concept. I'm like, how are we going to tie this into what we did before? And everything to me is completely connected. So cool. um we, we live in, in kind of my, I guess, my alternate universe we call Psycho City, and all our music videos take place there. And I think right. that's the benefit of the fact that we do direct all of our and produce all of our own music videos. So we do have those little details we're able to drop and references. And, you know, each of our record covers include Psycho City in the cover. So the first one is the city getting destroyed. The second one, the city's in the background getting destroyed with the train in the foreground. Right. And the third one's me diving into the city from the sky so there's all these kind of like yeah like you know little inception kind of in in between each record and all the videos also we made a the person in the comments is completely right we made a chapter and made them in order but the rest of the videos are all connected to each other they're just not in order so you have to figure it ah. all out there's little easter eggs everywhere but i haven't had enough wow. time to like dive in and like do the full graphic novel or like tell the story in its full entirety yet so i'm still just dropping those hints every video and then eventually we'll get to the point where it'll all all make sense Wow. Well, yeah. you know, you know, your fans are, are they're coming out in droves just right here in the stream, like right in the chat. Yeah. And welcome everybody. And that's a that's a huge part of your career and your success and everything is is your relationship with your fans. How pardon the pun, psycho, you know, they really are mm -hmm. about your career and, and everything you do and your live show. Everyone talks about your live show all the time, that being the most important part. I guess my next question is like that going away, that interaction that you have, you know, going on tour, you tour a lot, um, talking to your fans every night, having that release on stage, you know, a year now it's been since you were able to do that. That must be hard for you, not just professionally, but also personally. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, I'm so used to being that constant stimulation of being around people. And, you know, we're, we're very like, interactive band live i'm you know i've never done a tour yet where i haven't been the merch girl so i'm oh, on yeah? Uh, yeah i'm and yeah. we do that on purpose because i like to meet everyone and i think that when you have a personal connection with with someone like beyond just the stage presence i feel like people walk away member remembering you a little bit more if, if you know you're able to like talk to them about their kids or give them an extra sticker to take home and you know give to their kid to put on their lunchbox or you know just just have some further relationship. I really enjoy that. And we've been able to make friends with so many of our fans. I mean, I could list off so many examples of, you know, 
thank God someone that we knew close by had a shower and we were able to stop at their place. You know, all those kind of tour stories every band yeah. has, like yeah. that's really important to us. And um, it is, it is, you know, it's lonely right now, <laughs> not seeing uh -huh. anyone. I, I mean, my band members are the only people I've seen like in months and months and months, like in, in like social situations, just, we had to bubble together to be able to do what we do. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it hurts my heart. I want to get back out on the road like crazy. I understand like, especially as you know, right now we're still pretty locked down here. It doesn't feel, yeah, still no. feels like, Oh, it's worse you know, than it's ever been. Yeah, I know. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's not feeling very optimistic. I know we're, we're turning the corner. My parents just got vaccinated yesterday. So that's a great thing. But like, you know, I'm still just, you know, I'm, I'm raring to go. Let's make this happen. Come on guys. Let's hurry this process up here. Well, yeah, no, I, I live in Windsor now. Uh, oh, you do? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been out here for a couple of years. And they just announced today that people over 40 uh, can get the vaccine here. Oh. So I'm turned 40 last month. So perfect. There you go. So I'm going to go see about that after this. Cool. Um, I'm sure there'll be it won't happen. Like there'll be some crazy, you know, line or whatever. But yeah, it right. just seems strange because my mom who's, oh, I won't tell her age. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if I'm, if I'm 40, you can do the math. Right. Uh, and she, and she, uh, she just got hers and my dad's 75 and he just, he got his like, I think April 1st. So it's crazy how, how far behind we are. Here, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm raring to get back out there and uh, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how things, you know, change if, if, you know, I'm so used to like getting in the crowd, crowd surfing, hands touching, grabbing sweaty people and putting my arms around them. Like, you know, it's it right now. I even have that. Like, I caught myself the other day just recoiling from people constantly. I'm just like almost trained now to just be like, like stay away as I know as, far as possible. So I, I just don't know like how that's going to translate. If everyone's just going to be like, nope, we all got our vaccines, we're all good. Let's just get back in. Or if there's right. going to be any like people are so weird about touching each other and stuff. I don't know if it'll be like reactions that will. Yeah. Just uh, it's it's crazy and yeah and they miss you too look at that see Aww. Jenny the sheep 1987 <laughs> hi Jenny but, yeah, I I uh it was Benny actually sorry I, her name I her real a... name her real name's Jenny I oh know look her. at this you know what? oh yeah. my god you are so you are so in on it <laughs> nothing nothing gets by Sky Sweetenham so uh, so you so you're selling merch and then you you put out a little sign that says BRB have to sing. Yeah, on the table, and then you come and back. We have we have a big sumo psycho like kind of flag we just put on over everything with a big sign in front, and then right. sometimes you know you know I'll ask the if we're on tour with another band they're usually cool being like yeah I'll watch I'll watch the space while you're on yeah. stage, yeah. and then it's just like literally microphone from the stage, two seconds to powder my nose, put some lipstick on, and back out there like there you go yeah yeah times a tick and sell that merch <laughs> no it's true I mean I mean that's I have the same, you know, story. Like, uh, it's funny because we we come from sort of different places, and we've ended up in the same space, you know. Like, because mm -hmm. I, you know, I was into punk rock, and and that was what I did. I sold my band's merch too, and you know, and I I remember we played this one show in, um, well, it wasn't this one show; it was just one tour where you know they're talking about like twenty five, thirty people there if we we're lucky, and I would go out to the merch table after every show just to be like, thank you for coming, like please buy our stuff so we have gas money to get to the next place and that just never stopped for me yeah. like the band yeah. continued to grow and I, I felt weird if like after the show i wasn't out there if mm. i was like just back there just drinking a beer sitting on sitting on a couch i would i'd still like i don't doesn't feel right like i want to be out there saying thank you thank you 
And I remember we played this, um, we toured with Avril Lavigne in Japan one time. Oh, so cool. And that yeah, been wild. Uh, it was wild. This was 2008 <laughs> or 2009. And so we played like, we played the Tokyo Dome. Like these were like <laughs> massive venues. That sounds so, so at, fun. So after the shows, you know, they would shuttle us in. Our gear was all set up. We, we would be there at like 7.15, play at 7.30 and be back in the, the you know, van to go back to the hotel at like 8.05. And what? That's after, crazy. I know. And after the first few shows, we were like, hey, like, is it okay if we like hang out and you know, watch, <laughs> like, watch the show? Like, oh, you know? yeah. so, so they were like, oh, okay, if you want to, I guess, you know. And and then one time I just like walked out into the crowd, just, you know, see where they were selling the, the shirts and stuff. Like, yeah, I got mm-hmm. a pass, whatever. And oh my God, like, I can't do that there. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I wasn't even... I'm not headlining or anything. They were the these Japanese girls were tackling me. It's like crazy that, you know, yeah. so, so I, I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, your fans are cool. And you don't have the, those kinds of issues, but you know, th- that mystery that used to be there, I think, you know, when you were coming up as, you know, a pop star and all that, and I'd like to talk to you about that too in a minute, mm-hmm. but like that's gone now. Everyone has yeah. social media. Everything's out there. There's no, like if, if you, if you're mysterious or whatever, people just think you're an asshole. <laughs> It is kind of true. It's it's it is a different world, and I mean, I thankfully I feel like I I did have a tiny taste of like the pre kind of like social media world, but I feel like I really kind of grew up and in the you know youtube doing stupid things and <laughs> filming behind the scenes and photos sh- like there's so much crap online i don't even want to look back on because i've just like documented so much of my life that it's actually actually ridiculous that i'm like <laughs> why is that on the internet uh but yeah it's it it just seems natural to me to be you know open honest just myself ex- you know very accessible to people and uh i feel i actually feel like constant pressure if there's like a month or two that goes by that i haven't like done enough to be with social with our fans you know i actually kind of get anxiety of like man i gotta do like some type of live stream i gotta do some kind of thing because you know i'm so used to having that constant connection and i it's 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 a little bit of that feeling like i don't want those people to leave because i'm still here even if I'm not recording a record or on tour at the right. time, you know? So, oh, well. yeah. Well, they they haven't forgotten about you. Don't worry about <laughs> it. And this, this new record will remind them, that's for sure, because it's, it's a banging, banging album. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So yeah, going back to your, you know, your kind of old life and all that and just the way you came up, you were so young. It was major label, like was it EMI, the EMI machine, mm-hmm. you know, there's the the all the like the three big labels in Canada. And this is like the peak of CD sales and and everything happening and, you know, pre-digital music and all that. What was that like coming up? I mean, just as like still, you know, being a teenager and still kind of I assume going to high school, that must have been a very strange time for you. Yeah. I mean, I had the weirdest upbringing for, for sure. Um, 
I remember getting my record deal. So I was signed uh, with Capitol Records. So pretty surreal experience to be flown out first wow. class, you know, taken to the top of Capitol Records. You know, yeah. they they took me, uh, you know, the president took me out for dinner and literally was like, asked me in the office, like, what do you want for me to to for me to sign with Capitol? And I was like, what do you mean? What, what do I want? Like, I was like, I just want to be on the label. Like, that'd be great. And I was like, I threw out something like super childish. I was like, you know what? Just give me a couple of chocolate chip cookies, you know, and I'll oh, be man. fine or whatever. <laughs> and then literally I arrived at the restaurant that we had dinner and there was piles of chocolate chip cookies on the table. It was like a freaking dream of a child being like, what do you mean? It was actually going to come true. Like, I should have asked for a car or something. What was I thinking? Like, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah. And I, I remember vividly, like I was, they rented a red convertible to drive me around LA and we were blasting lose yourself by Eminem. And I was just like <laughs> looking at the palm trees, like typical, like going to Hollywood moment. And I'm like, this is insane. This is what life is like. Like, you know, wow. I barely experienced life. I'm like 14, 15 years old, you know, like, you know, that's not how life usually works. You know, don't get used to this. Cause right. you know, I obviously, it was like a dream on honestly, like the first few years. And then I started, you know, getting into the industry, started learning a bit about all of it. But yeah, it was zero to 60. It was it was me like doing a couple. I, I think I did one tour where we toured around summer camps. And then my next tour was touring with Britney Spears. So my second tour yeah. ever was like an arena tour with Britney Spears. So it was like a pretty quick just like, you know, get in there, get get started. So it's been like a crazy road. And I think one of the the best things to ever happen to me was the fact that things didn't work so well at the end of, of the capital days, because I think I would have probably lost my mind if I stayed in that world for too long. And luckily I think right. I got out and not at, at an early enough age that I was able to kind of recalibrate to real life and then kind of jump back in with sumo psycho without being too, uh, too crazy or damaged or, you know, yeah. Well, that's the thing. one of those child stars that you hear about, you know? Right. Yeah. Da damaged. It's such a harsh, like intense word, but it really is true. I mean, mm -hmm. you look at anyone that went through what you went through to come out, you know, more or less unscathed is kind of a miracle, mm -hmm. you know, in some ways. Um, and I, you know, I don't need you to get into that. I'm sure you've had all kinds of things happen to you, but you know, it's just wild thinking about the industry and how, you know, you're, you're taking meetings with, with the president of Capitol records and all that stuff. And then you go to like a completely independent artist where you're doing everything yourself. It's really the two extremes. Oh, it is totally. And you know, what's so crazy is the fact that like, I feel like I romanticized the life of the independent band riding around with your friends in a smelly van. I romanticized that right. while I was on tour with Britney Spears. It's so crazy to think that, yeah. but because I was on tour with a bunch of dudes from Hamilton that were all in like punk rock bands had played like locally and they were, you know, playing me all this. They were like, Oh, this band's so sick. Like, and they kind of had this like cool factor. Like when I, you know, you're 15, you're kind of looking up to those guys as like the cool kids in high school that like, you know, have, have kind of like been around toured with the, with their friends and like been at these shows. And, you know, here I am 
on a huge stage, like doing international touring. And in the back of my head, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool to go out with my friends by myself in a dirty van and just tour around like America? Like, and it's so crazy how grass is always greener on the other side. Know. You know, you're always yeah. thinking that, but that's like, you know, my teenager brain was like, like I want to be independent. I want to have my own band. You know, I don't want to be like, I want to be able to control everything myself. And so, yeah, it was, <laughs> it's funny how life works well, out though. Well, your bandmates must have asked you what it was like to work with Tim Armstrong. I mean, that's yes. like, you know, that's like very cool thing. Like there's nothing more credible than that for an artist, you know, that, that people are comparing to Avril Lavigne, obviously, and you're on tour mm -hmm. with Britney Spears. And, you know, uh, the other, the other thing too, I'll bring up is like, I feel like there's a long time between your first album and your second album. Yeah. Wasn't there like a three year period? I'm sure there was some kind of industry issues, but I feel like that's not good for an artist that's, in, you know, all of a sudden you look different and your fan base is older and they've mm -hmm. graduated to other things. But someone like Tim Armstrong in the fold, that's obviously a very credible uh, yeah. person to work with. I had, I got to say, there was so many good and bad things about, you know, my early pop career. But one of the awesome things is my A&R. My A&R guy uh, named name Julian Raymond was one of the coolest guys in the industry. He like came up. Uh, on Hollywood records. And like, he was one of the guys that like signed in St. Cloud and Posse and like some weird, <laughs> weird bands. But he, he, I ended up getting moved from the pop A&R guy to the rock A&R guy because my manager didn't get along with the pop A&R guy. And Julian was the rock A&R guy. So he had all these connections in the rock world, Tim Armstrong being one that he thought, you know, maybe this could be a, a good fit because Tim had just worked with Pink, on her record and he was starting to do some collaborations with other pop artists and thought, yeah. you know what, I'll get, I'll get Sky and, and Tim together and see how it works out. And there was a good year there where I was just hanging out with, with Tim and, and his buddies and the rancid crew. I jumped on stage with them a bunch of times in, yeah. in uh, LA did the weenie roast. I drove myself to New York when I was like 17 by myself to jump on stage with them on wow. stage in New York. Yeah. And, uh, and I was in a bunch of Tim's like solo music videos. We wrote, we wrote more songs than was ever released. We did two songs that were released on my second record, but we wrote about like four or five. And then, uh, Tim also loved the song into action that we had written so much that he called me up and said, sky, can I redo this song for my record and just take like your verses out and redo it? And I'm like, who am I to say? No, of course you can. Right. And that one ended up like, you know, blowing up on, uh, on radio down down in in LA and so yeah so there's some really cool moments hanging out with him and I really I admire him so much for building his own you know Hellcat Empire and his yeah. own merch store with Machete and like that whole DIY attitude was really cool to me and how he was always having creative people come into the house and you know we'd have a video editor working on some project for him and then he'd have like a clothing designer coming in showing off her jewelry to everyone and I just loved that. I thought that was the coolest thing. So yeah, it was really cool learning and working from him. And uh, yeah, we've lost touch over the years. I wish I could still just call him up, but, um, but yeah, it was so cool. Those couple of years were really exciting and fun. That's amazing. That's, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Um, well, I want to remind people again that the, the new record is out on May 7th, Napalm record, the, the first album on a label, which is hard to believe. Very cool. <laughs> you guys have so many uh, awesome pre-order bundles and packages on there <laughs> too i assume that you're behind all that being that you yeah. are the, the singer and merch girl <laughs> yeah so we decided to do uh for this record uh, the theme of it is initiation which is twofold one because 
you know, inviting those people into our, our crazy world of, 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 of sumo psycho now that we're kind of getting exposed to new people. And then the second part is um, we have these four gangs or clubs that live in psycho city, which is kind of along the storyline I was telling you about before. So you can take a quiz on our website and it'll tell you which one that you are best suited to. And then the pre-order wow. bundles, a lot of them are suited around each of those four kind of aesthetics or clubs, you could call them. So one's a little bit more feminine, one's a little bit more like dark and gothy, one's a little bit more uh, sporty. So it's like all <laughs> those kind of aesthetics are what Sumo Psycho is. And when I was thinking about putting out merch, I'm like, well, we have so many different fans and so many different styles. I got to do like some different stuff here. So that's kind of where the idea kind of stemmed from is is trying to make it kind of interesting and also give give the fans something fun to play with, with their allegiances and taking the quiz. And yeah, it's it's been fun, but yeah, tons of pre-orders. And also on Napalm Records, you can pre-order as well. They have um, some exclusive t-shirts as well. So if people are interested, there's uh, two sites you should, should visit, sumopsycho.com and, and Napalm Records. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And yeah, the, the, with the title of the album too, you know, initiation, it feels almost like a start over, right? Like mm -hmm. the the term initiation, you know, means the beginning of it. But then you have th this. I mean, I don't know where you got that idea. That's a crazy <laughs> idea of personality vibes and all that. But but yeah, like like I don't really know the question. Just this is so interesting that you have this. You're almost like really trying to rally the troops here like with everything yes. you do that's like such a cool and interesting thing but also very difficult to do to not make it seem like really forced right i don't i i believe it, it isn't forced like you you really genuinely love what you do but you really have a, it's kind of a magical way to do it well, we try. I mean, like we do, like I, like, as you know, with the fans, as we've talked about, like the fans just are, are really a, an amazing part of what we do. They're so integrated into what we do. I listen to them. Like, I think more than most bands will listen to fans, you know, sometimes. And, uh, and I want to know what they're interested in, what they like. And, um, but, but to me, yeah, it's, it's important. And I think as a, as a band that's growing in this day and age, especially through a time where we can't even tour, uh, you know, the online presence right now is everything to get in front of new people. And we, we need those, you know, those those fans of ours to kind of help us jumpstart, um, you know, the the vibes and the everything kind of going on on all these different platforms. And it it, it is something that is fan generated uh, for sure. Yeah. And they're they're helping me right now, you know, with everything. I even noticed uh, uh, Silverstein was up against us for the test drive on Octane this week. Uh, oh, were we? I didn't yeah. even know that. <laughs> <laughs> so all about hashtagging, you know, to get get played on Octane. So I thought that was kind of funny how paths crossed <laughs> that way. Eh? So, but yeah, <laughs> you know, just trying to get the fans out there to let let uh, let the, you know, the rest of the industry that may not know about Sumo Psycho kind of know, okay, they do have a, a fan base that's been kind of, you know, over to the left side that hasn't really been, we haven't been necessarily getting some of the press that we've we're starting to get now and that that we do have a, a, a quite a a lot of really awesome fans that are are willing to help kind of introduce everybody to Simo Psycho and help the train help no. get the train rolling I guess no no absolutely yeah. well if we're up against your fans for for this test drive thing we're <laughs> definitely fucked <laughs> you know how to, you know how... new, gasoline right it's is it called gasoline your new single 
It's called Bankrupt. Oh, Bankrupt. Sorry. Why did I think gasoline? Um, but yeah, I, I listened to it on the test drive. Like, oh, no. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're up against some pretty good good music here. This is going to be <laughs> tough. I was listening to you guys. And then I got the word that we were doing this this uh, this interview today. And I was like, oh, I was oh, just listening to you guys. That. I love yeah. it. That's that's super, super cool. Uh, well, you know, with with is was it Bystander, the song? A Vertigo. Or, oh, Vertigo. Our new single, yeah. Vertigo. Oh, cool. Because because Bystander, um, you know, I mean, the whole record is great, but Bystander really s- stuck out at me because, you know, it's like it's got that punk rock, like double time beat in it. You are screaming your head off through so much of this. And that's a question I had for you is obviously, like I knew you first from your your old, you know, pop career and your pop days. When did you start screaming? Was that always something that you had inside you in those days or did just one day you were like, I'm going to try this. And here we are, you know, <laughs> uh, 12 years later or whatever it is. Um, still screaming. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, so when I, uh, kind of the pop career, I kind of want wound down a little bit. I was ended up, my second record was only released, even though I wrote it in LA with like, you know, Tim Armstrong and, and the writers that wrote, you know, Avril Lavigne's hit record, complicated i had i had i even worked with like max martin you know some huge writers on the second record and then um the the walls kind of caved in on capitol records and the entire company was restructured so i never got to release the record through capitol i only released it through emi canada and um in japan Uh, okay so that's why i kind of took as you mentioned before, it took like a long time in between the two records. It was not just the the writing and recording of it, but the fact that I had to kind of regroup with the fact that I had no longer the president was gone. My A&R guy was gone. Everyone who believed in me at that record label had all been laid off. And then a new, a whole group of, of, of execs came in and, and I was just kind of on the shelf. So I needed to get the record out and I knew I could kind of find my way to do that through the, their partners, which were EMI in the different countries. So where I was most successful in Canada and Japan, I was able to at least get it to see the light of day. Cause as you know, they would own the masters and it would just be in some vault somewhere collecting right. dust. <laughs> So, um, so sorry, I kind of got, went off on a tangent. No, there. no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but the screaming question. Uh, so yeah, so then I was kind of in a weird spot. I didn't know if I wanted to, you know, start writing another record and what that was going to look like. And I was, um, I just kind of bonded again with Matt Drake, who was my guitarist through a lot of the, the years of, of playing on the road. And, uh, he's a local Hamilton musician who, was in a bunch of different bands, Dodger being the most notable one that was right. around the scene. And uh, and he just was kind of like, hey, like, like let's listen to music and kind of vibe. And he played me a record by a band called Skindred, her first record called Babylon. And I was like, they have like that complete rock heavy element, but still made you want to dance because they use a lot of dance hall rhythms and whatnot. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, you can like I could feel the my body wanting to move and dance like I normally would, but with like this super heavy genre, and I loved it. And after I listened to that, I got into this band called Animal Alpha. They had one song in a video game called Fire, 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 and I'd okay. never heard a, a girl scream like that, and I'd never heard the type of rhythms. This this um, I forget the lead singer's name, but she's fantastic, and she she just uh, was like spitting these lyrics like they're a rap, but she was screaming, and I was like, "This is so dope!" And I started just kind of digging more 
more into that. And I was like, Matt, we got, we got, after I heard bands like that, I was like, this is what we got to do. We got to start something like this. I want to feel free to be able to try these things with my voice. I've never tried all these different sides and feeling a little constricted in the pop world where it's like every songwriting session you go into, it's like three minutes, 30 seconds, got to get to the chorus by the first 30 seconds, hook after hook, got to be like the most like palatable thing you can think of. And I was like, everything is like the, the, the word radio gets fucking brought up yeah. so many times like well radio well radio i don't know if they'll the, that'll work on the radio or radio it's like <laughs> oh my god can we just write a song yeah exactly you know? so so yeah so i was kind of like in that mind space of like i want to just mess some some shit up like i just want to like do some d- experimenting and just try some things that i've never tried before and so i slowly kind of got into that the heavier genre and starting experimenting with screaming but i don't think i really mastered it until i kind of did my first few um pretty heavy tours with sumo psycho right and once i got on the road i really had to learn how to do it you know properly so i wasn't gonna screw up my voice and i started finding that like right placement that just felt like right for me which is a little bit more like high endy screaming like i would say it's more along the lines of like Ben Billy talent or like refused vibe screaming, which is a little bit more like not as like metal, like low screaming. I don't, I don't even know what all the names of it are. And I'm sure somebody who's a vocal teacher could tell me what <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> properly or what I'm not. But I just found that that's what worked for me. And I just kind of like went with it. And uh, over the years, you know, touring with heavier bands and kind of uh, starting to get even more into finding those perfect spots in my voice that really fit right. Uh, I find that uh, the screaming has been become a lot more like as a, as a staple of my sound versus before it was kind of something I would add at the end of a line, maybe a couple of times in a song, but now it feels like it's definitely like a, a big element of what we do. Yeah. You don't seem afraid of it at all yeah uh and i guess now that you're aligned with a a label like napalm where they have as extreme metal as it gets uh Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay well it's fine this is like maybe our audience is like totally open to this it doesn't have to be you know uh uh, exactly you don't have to just use screaming as some kind of emphasis so Mm -hmm. yeah i i think this is this album is great another song i really liked was uh, a cyclone yeah it's called kind of in the middle of the album mm-hmm. um yeah like I, I felt like i was settling into the record a little bit and then this song started and i like had to kind of like stop what i was doing and be like okay what's the song called because this <laughs> like, that intro is banging and then your yeah. vocals come in and it's like oh shit like that song is awesome is that uh is that a uh, gonna be a single as well um we'll, we'll probably end up doing a video for that one as well i'm yeah. sure down the line it is yeah. it does kind of come off the most like metal riffage right off the bat of that one but that one was like um that was a pandemic song we wrote as well and matt had that riff like as one of his top ones that we had to write like to this this instrumental that he was working on and for the life of me we could not agree on a chorus it was one of those songs that we just kept like butting heads on and like every time I came up with something he didn't like it or I didn't like it and we were just like kind of tired of working on the song because we had like tried so many things that weren't like clicking um so then finally I came up with a chorus that was like okay we'll try this and we ended up he, he ended up liking it enough and we're like okay it's making the record but um yeah but, yeah. but i'm glad it did because it was it was a one we had to push for some songs come out really easy and some others yeah. were just like man we've worked on this for a long time it, it's true i think that's a really interesting thing too sometimes you know even 
with with songs I've done in the past, this this like the final version of the song, it can be like it could be the best song you've ever written, but in your own head because you've you remember all the old versions, mm-hmm. some that maybe weren't that great or some of the parts that weren't that great. I feel like sometimes it's hard to flush that out and just be like, oh, this is what it is. And this is what yeah. everyone else has heard when you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that like horrible chorus I didn't like or that yeah. one melody that was or that lyric that was cheesy. And that's still in, in your mind in that song, even though it's not actually there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> totally true. And some of the songs that I remember being like last minute ditch efforts of like, okay, well, the song oh, yeah. is either going in the garbage or we're trying one more time. And then it ends up just like clicking and you're like, thank God. Cause it ends up being like a fan favorite or something. And you're like, man, you had no idea how close you were to that song. Not existing. Exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. I love that. Well, speaking of fans uh, and yeah, there's so many here. Welcome everybody. Uh, I want to open up the chat to any questions you might have for sky. We'll, uh, I can highlight them on the screen, which is a nice little feature. So, um, I'm sure they're going to come in droves any minute. Here we go. Boom, boom, (laughs) boom. I'm seeing people sharing all these stories, but there was something earlier in the chat that my good friend, Brandon Eady, who you probably know from London shows. Hi, Brandon. uh, He's yeah, he's my guy. He was bringing up something about a, a, you getting injured by a ceiling fan. Oh yes. Oh yes. I can imagine there's been quite a few injuries with how hard you go on stage. (laughs) Well, this one wasn't on stage. Unfortunately, this was a complete stupid moment on my part. We were filming oh, a no. music. We were filming a music video. Um, it's called Interceptor. If anyone's interested, and at the at the at the filming of it, there's this balcony. So we were at my parents' house, and they have like a balcony that kind of looks over the main like sitting area. And I was talking to the band, so they were downstairs just filming up at me while I'm talking to them on the balcony. And there's this ceiling fan. <laughs> pretty inconveniently placed a little too close to the balcony and i lean over and i'm like hey fuckers and literally like karma just smacked me in the face it was just like the loudest noise ever that you heard and it the blade was going so fast it whacked me across the forehead and then cut me across the nose and i was out i was just lying there and i remember just blood pouring over my face and um it's it was such a viral video that it'd been on ridiculousness. It's been on like, oh. fail blogs. It's been like everywhere. And so, <laughs> so much to the point that anyone I'm, I'm almost certain you've probably actually seen it and not realized it was me. Cause I was dressed like a clown. Like I have like this, like clown <laughs> outfit <laughs> to make it even more ridiculous. <laughs> so my uncle, I remember being at like, uh, you know, some family function and I was like, yeah, he's like, how'd you get that scar on your head? I'm like, yeah, God. it with the ceiling fan. He's like, I saw that video. Oh no. Like, in his head. So yeah, and it was on uh, it was on like that sh- um, YouTube show that was huge. Ray William Johnson uh, had this YouTube channel, which was the number one subscribed YouTube channel for a while, which he would feature three okay. viral videos. And when he featured our video, it had like I don't know, like twenty five hundred views on it. And then when he featured it, it like blew up the video and then blew up the song. And it was like a lot of people discovered our band through a fail video, like through the ceiling fan video. So yeah, it's quite, it's quite uh, a moment I will never live down and it will forever be on the internet. So go on, go look at it. I know everyone wants to. (laughs) Yeah. That's the first thing I'm going to do when I, uh, I won't pull it up right now, but uh, I'm sure you've seen it enough (laughs) times, but that's super funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. Someone just said they literally just saw this episode of ridiculousness. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's how, when when did that happen? That was in 2011, 2011, 2012. It was one wow. of our first songs we ever put out. So it was it kind of came out with a bang, I guess you could say. A literal <laughs> bang on my forehead. The oh, sound no. is what really gets you. It's it's the real audio of of hearing the my skull crack against the ceiling. Yeah, that, that reminds me of a, a music video we made one time. And you know, we have all this this video stuff, you know, planned and all these different shots and actors and everything. And we were going to film it in this like decrepit barn somewhere in Ontario. And it had been raining quite heavily. So the the barn that was just like totally, totally trashed. Mm-hmm. It was like an old house. I guess it was an old house, but it was just all just, you know, framing and stuff. So I'm like, okay, is this, like, this is a cool place to film. And the guys were like, I don't know. This is like this floor is looking pretty, pretty sketchy and it's a bit wet. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And of mm-hmm. course, like in the video, I'm performing and i just kind of do like a little pogo jump and i fell right through the floor down in like through the floor into the basement of this like house and it was like i was just gone <laughs> and of course like <laughs> of course, okay? like i was i was fine i was okay. lucky though because there were like some nails and stuff that had just missed me hmm. that could have really fucked me up but it's so funny like the d- director was able to use that in the video for the very last shot. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> very last shot of the video is me falling through the floor and then it just goes to black. That's and awesome. It's the only thing anyone talks about with that video. Like right. nobody cares about the concept or anything else. It's just that one shot that was an accident. Yeah. And happy it, accident. It's funny, right. It's funny how that, how stuff like that always works out. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I also, when I went to the hospital that night, I, we got stopped by a ride program as well to make matters oh, worse. Wow. Right? Yeah. So ride program were... for people that don't know is like, they check to see if you've been drinking. Yeah. So obviously like the police officers, like looking in the window being like, Every, anyone been drinking tonight? And there I am with like blood pouring down my face. <laughs> like everything. Okay, miss. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. We just came back from the hospital, had a little, you know, stitching. It's all good because they don't clean you up when they stitch it. They just like leave right. the blood on your face. Right. So and then I went back and like a trooper, still finished the rest of the video. I just had this like side swipe hairstyle that was like covering <laughs> where my stitches were <laughs> on my face. But yeah, it's funny how those things work out and end up, you know, blowing, blowing up the song that would normally like probably get like a few thousand views. And because of something crazy happening like that, at least we used it you know, to our advantage. If I'm going to get hit, might as well put yeah, it on the absolutely. internet. Absolutely. Steven wants to see a sky versus ceiling fan shirt for the 10th <laughs> anniversary. That's not a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm glad you could laugh about it now. I bet you weren't laughing at the time. Or maybe you were, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was in pretty good spirits. I was just all um, pissed off because I had like, ha- I had all these people at my, at, the house for the video shoot all dressed in clown outfits and i'm like they're all just sitting around waiting for me wondering if we're gonna film this thing i was like i have to film the rest of the video man wow yeah. so <laughs> that was good times. that's that's too funny mm-hmm. uh here's a more serious question from ain't love grand uh what challenges have you in- encountered as a woman in the industry i mean i can't even imagine yeah how, how I mean, much time you got how much time you got yeah i mean i uh, we, I think we all all know by now, like, you know, there are those people that obviously don't, it doesn't click in their head that everything, you know, anything a man can do, a woman can do too. And I think sometimes it sucks when you're, you're centered out a little bit, um, you know, even just 
being in in a situation on on tour where it's like you don't get necessarily the same kind of everyone thinks you're like the girlfriend of somebody instead of the actual oh, yeah. like, singer of a band or you know sometimes at the at the merch table like one thing i've i've talked about before is just like you know over over excited male fans that just want to get a little too close up in my face oh, kissing grabbing all that stuff and you know oh. like i understand you know we're having a great night drinks are involved everybody's you know wanting to have fun i i am at the merch table i do want to say hi to you but i think it's it's like letting people know you still need permission you know <laughs> to do these things you know and i i actually appreciate when when guys will ask, you know, Hey, is it okay if I put my arm around you in this photo? Like that to me is like, think it's like a breath of fresh air to hear that. Right. Honestly, it's such a breath of fresh air. And I think that in, in situations in a, like a crowded, you know, club situation where, you know, I'm jumping on the stage, people are helping me up, you know, I'm not afraid to get it into the stage. I love, I love crowd surfing and moshing with everybody, but you know, every couple shows, there's somebody that's got to try to cop a feel or something. And it sucks. Cause I, I want to stand yeah. up for myself grab the mic and be like, dude, stop that. That's not cool. But then it also brings the whole vibe of the showdown because now yeah. I got to dress some asshole who's trying to, you know, cop a feel. So to me, if anyone's out there and sees that kind of stuff happening, it'd be great if you could call them out for me and just like tell your buddy it's not cool to do that. So I don't have to like stop the entire show to like address somebody's bad behavior. It'd be great. <laughs> so yeah, there. I mean, there's there's lots of issues. I feel like it's it's always a double-edged sword because i i love to be honest i'm a very feminine person i love being a female i love everything to do with like you know the crazy fashions i love just using femininity as as a part of who i am and like showing that off so i love being a chick i just don't like some of the stuff that comes with it so yeah. I don't want to complain too much, but yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's understandable, man. Um, just seeing if there's any other questions here that are worth asking you. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can see these as well. Have we ever played no. shows together? I don't think we've ever played a show together. I don't believe no. we ever I have actually, a festival we, uh, or anything. We're on warp tour at the same time. I think, oh yeah. 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 That's right. I do remember that. You were, how much how much of it were you on? We were Just, only on there for like 10 shows in the southern right. state. It's southern like Texas, California. We were on there with um we had one uh slot through the John Lennon songwriting contest. Oh yeah. So so it was like it was kind of cool because obviously everyone knows Warp Tour is like one of the hardest tours to do in a van. You know, oh. it's it's a lot of work, but thank God we had the John Lennon uh, songwriting contest also had a huge studio that they traveled on the work tour with as well yeah. with a huge air conditioned, gorgeous bus. So whenever we were like dying of heat or like needed just a little break from, you know, from the work tour sun, we would hang over at a John Lennon songwriting bus and just like they have a fridge of cold drinks and that's like, Oh my God, the best thing in the world, you know, don't have to try to fill the cooler with ice in the van, you know? So no. the amount yeah. of, the amount of bands that we just said like, Hey, honestly, this is our bus code. If you're like hot, like bands in vans, mm -hmm. like if you're hot or whatever, just please just come on our bus, just chill that's out. Awesome. Like don't, yeah. don't, you know, cause it's, it's true. There's, there's bands that running their van all day long with air conditioning just to have a place to go. That's not, you know, a hundred degrees. It's yeah. Warped tour is tough. It's insane. I don't know how 
we survived because Matt, our guitarist, is a beast when it comes to like no sleep. He was just like oh. going through those like late night drives like crazy. He was awesome. And then he would just be like out while we were all setting up our tents in the morning and stuff. But yeah, it's uh it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun time. There's a question here about your videos, which I thought was interesting. I also like your name, Queen of Pizza. Uh, <laughs> do you edit mm. them yourself too, Sky? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So, I've always kind of been a little bit of like a geek when it comes to film and video. And I, I actually credit a little bit to the point that I even got signed when I was a teen because I, I submitted like a music video I'd made, stop motion. And I did like a, use my hand cam and like did this documentary of my life where I was like, you know, showing, showing the people, whoever that may be, that's watching like my bedroom and all this kind of geeky kid stuff. And that's what I kind of sent over to the record labels. And I think that that wow. extra element was kind of what made them go, Oh, okay. This girl's got some like more, she understands like the media world that was kind of emerging at the time, obviously with more, you know, TV shows and, enhanced cds and all the extra content that they were trying to develop so i've always been into film i've always had my my camera with me if you look at any footage from that juno year i was on the red carpet with a camera in my I hand i saw a photo yeah. of that yeah, yeah absolutely i did see that yeah so i've always been into just like documenting filming everything and then with the videos i remember starting sumo psycho and i rented a camera the first couple of videos because i was like you know we were on super low budget just starting off at the very beginning and then i was like you know what this is going to be what we need to do we're going to need to film as many videos as possible and when we first started sumo psycho i only wanted to do singles and videos because i thought it was so cool to be super hyped on a song do a cool music video for it and put it out and keep going on like that i just love that idea every song you would have been you would have been way ahead of your time like like yeah. right because that's what so, people are doing now essentially yeah and we did that for i think for like seven or eight songs until we kind of got the pressure from everyone we talked to was like oh well we can't do an album review if there's no album or we can't yeah. there's yeah. certain th hurdles that were just like man okay i guess we have to do an album eventually sell at our merch table and that kind of thing. So we went into, you know, the typical album kind of cycle, but I, I always love the video side. So when it comes to the, the more recent videos, um, yeah, we have had a lot of fun with the last couple of videos. The one we just filmed this past weekend, me and the boys are completely dressed up in full prosthetic makeup that I spent way too many hours doing on me and the boys, uh, wow. as skulls. So we have like these multicolored skull faces and we're like a kind of a Simpsons-esque family. So we kind of made this obnoxious polka dot room and we're all these like skull characters watching TV, watching Sumo Psycho on the TV. And uh, so I'm really excited. That's for our song Bad News coming out in a few weeks. And then um, and then for Vertigo, man, that was a long, a long process. We were about to release tomorrow, actually, the making of that video behind the scenes, if people are interested. Napalm posted two of our behind the scenes videos for this tour, or this, sorry, this tour, this album cycle. Yeah. Um, so people can check out how we made Bystander. And Bystander was a lot of work in like CGI. It's my kind of like side project is learning more about like doing like special effects and, and CGI and stuff. I'm really loving that. And there's lots of cool things that, um, you know, once you start getting good at that kind of thing can actually be super easy, cheap ways to make videos. Cause all you really need is a few props and a green screen and you could kind of come up with some pretty wild stuff. 
So, so yeah, it's been, it's kind of a fun process for me. I love the ideas are all uh, queen of pizza are all uh, integrated in our world of psycho city. So, like I said, they all have these little kind of uh, Easter egg moments in them. Um, our terror knots, which are our skull kind of mascots. We call them terror knots for terrifying astronauts because they're actually from outer space. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and they have like the spiral eyes and they come in different colors and, yeah, they're kind of like a reoccurring, a reoccurring characters in Psycho City, and yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun building out the world. And with every video we do, we kind of build a few more kind of elements to our world. And uh, and then in, in Vertigo, I kind of reference the four different factions or clubs by the four different poisons I take at the beginning of the video. So each one leads me to like this kind of a drug tripped world, if you could call it that, of of each kind of themed around those four four aesthetics and wow. uh and then it ends up where it's just a constant loop so i'm just stuck doing the same thing over and over again but incredible yeah. this is this is incredible um <laughs> wow yeah you, the talent that you have just that kind of stuff just that you're behind everything is super cool so i can it's tell terrible. why you're actually so... shane it's, it's terrible because i'm such a control freak i can't let anyone do it and it's driving me insane because i don't have enough hours in a day to yeah. do everything i want to do yeah, especially wow. when it comes to like the 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 music videos and like running the merch store. I know I need more help, but especially in the pandemic too, it's like I can't. It's not as easy to call someone in to be like, "Hey, I need you to work for me for a day," like packing orders. So right. it's uh, it's been wow. a challenge, but it's fun. It's also keeps things very personal with the fans you know wow. everything's well, touched by these hands <laughs> well i won't take up too much more of your time you gotta go yeah you gotta go pack some orders i don't know you probably, <laughs> you probably use chit chats i i imagine That's sorry the, what's uh, that do you use chit chats no i use shopify oh do you know about you, you don't about? know about chit chats the um what's that oh you have to know about this what is that so it's this new uh canadian company that they use usps to send stuff to the states Okay. So it's way cheaper than Canada Post. Okay, cool. Way cheaper. It's it's. Oh. I'm I'm telling you. I just. Well, I just you're telling you. me at the right time because we're I just, just about to launch the record pre-orders. So no, that's good to know. I'm serious. Like you know how it's ridiculous to send something. Yeah. 100%. From Canada to the U.S. This they like because I live in Windsor, so I used to drive all my shit across the border and just mail mm -hmm. it. You know, within the U.S. Although that's like a little sketchy too because I'm yeah. bringing stuff across. But yeah, Chit Chats, they do it for you. And I believe they just opened their head offices in Burlington. Oh, so, okay. Where's my pen? <laughs> write it, yeah, seriously, write it down. It's okay. it's incredible. And yeah, you can... Um, yeah, so the fact that you have one near near you is good because I don't, so I have to mail them the stuff that they mail again. But it, right. still, it still works out way cheaper for all the stuff that I send out for the podcast Sick. and everything. Yeah, Chit Chats. That's awesome. Seriously, you. I, I, you're gonna thank me later for that for sure. Um, okay, I'll, I'll ask one last question, and uh, I'll let you go. Favorite song off the new album? Ah, tough one, but I'm gonna go with the new single, "Bad News." Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I yeah. Like that song. it's uh, I love, I love. I've always been told I fit too many lyrics into songs. I almost look like when somebody hands me an instrumental, it's like, "Hey, Sky." <laughs> much of yourself can you put on this song i never want to leave any space for like the instruments to breathe that's just a bad habit i have but yeah bad news lets me go off so 
yeah, it's going to be a fun one to do live because there's a lot of lyrics in that one, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun one. And uh, yeah, written, written during the pandemic and about hearing bad news all the time and getting right. tired of it every single day you wake up and it's just more bad news. And it kind of flips it because it's such a fun song that it kind of almost pokes fun at the fact that it's just like, you know, every day's Groundhog Day. Sometimes it felt like yeah. so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's a great <laughs> tune, too. It's like track three on the record. I really think I remember. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Awesome song. Awesome record. Everybody check it out. May 7th, the new album, the label debut. Yeah, initiation, man. Initiation by Sumo Psycho out on Napalm Records check it out and yes chit chats people are talking about it 75 percent cheaper chit chats is cheap and great yes there, it's like there an you ad go. for chit chats we're not sponsored and, no we're not and also <laughs> the the canada post website is the worst to use i don't know if you use that or use a different one but the chit chats website is way better too to okay cool enter all the information yep. i'm sure they probably have an integration to shopify i'll check it out oh they might yeah they might all right well uh Sky, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Congrats Shane. on the new record and everything. And hope to see you around. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. And I, I do appreciate all the awesome questions and for taking time out. And it is really cool to finally connect with you. And congrats yeah. on everything you and, and Silverstein are up to these days, too. So that's exciting. For sure. Keep in touch. Yeah. I'm going to do a quick screen cap if that's okay. Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> perfect Sweet. thanks awesome. so much and can people hear this if i uh promote it uh in like it still stays on twitch right uh it won't be on twitch but it'll be on on the actual podcast oh on so the people, podcast so okay, people great. will be able to listen to it uh audio you know when they're driving their cars and all that good stuff perfect okay so we'll shout it out all right take care awesome take thanks, care bye. bye so there it is with sky isn't she the best such a great conversation. I want to thank her so much for coming on. And this Friday, the new record, Initiation from Sumo Psycho, is out. In the meantime, check out the singles, check out the videos. They're all super cool. I love how hands-on they are. I love how they do all this stuff themselves, or I should say herself, because she pretty much is the mastermind, the control freak, as she puts it. But very, very cool stuff from Sumo Psycho on its way very, very shortly. I'm going to leave you with a brand new one from Sumo Psycho in just a second. But before that, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're listening right now on the podcast, whether you caught this on Twitch before, whatever it is, it does mean so, so much. If you like the show, feel free to write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. Tell a friend, tell a loved one, let's keep spreading this thing. It means so much to me, and I love doing it every single week. So how about that tune, huh? Let's do it. You heard a little chorus from Vertigo. That's a total hit, but I'm going to play a bit of a harder harder song like we talked about. This one is called Bystander from the new record out this Friday. Here it is. Music from Sumo Psycho. Peace and love. I'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, na, na. I don't want to be a bystander. Watching the world go, oh, my God. I don't want to be a bystander.
Bye, Sender.